Hello, I am your host Dean, and you are listening to the Loose We In Love podcast. Hello and welcome to lap 15 of the podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. Um, Let's get straight on with some of the news that's come out. Obviously, Alfa Romeo announcing that their car launch is going to be Tuesday the 7th of February at 10 o'clock Central European time. Not quite sure what time that is wherever you're listening to this. Um, But once again, it'll be interesting to see if they go online or if they do an actual car reveal. I've said it before, I much prefer a real car reveal than, than this online sort of whatever it is that they do. Um, they seem to do an online, and then they'll they'll show the car. It obviously the testing, um, and and I think that's a bit pants to be honest. But it is what it is. It's it's up to the teams how they announce or show off their cars. Me personally, if I was a manufacturer, if I was a sponsor like Alfa Romeo, are, I'd like to have a nice event, get everybody around, get some of the, you know, the media there really show off my brand my team um I, th- I think that's a better look across the board myself um i really do like how mclaren do it i like how aston martin did it last year with the layers i mean obviously lawrence looking like a bond villain but that's by the by you know it's still brilliant that that they put the effort in to show that um some of the other news is Kevin Magnussen pulls out the Daytona 24 after he had some surgery on his hand, which has meant that the doctors have said to rule him out of that so he didn't compete. Um, Christian Horner, you can tell it's a slow news because on Formula One, they're talking about how you know the Red Bull made some mistakes for the mix-up in Brazil. Yeah, you you didn't, but we'll get into that obviously. In a couple of weeks' time, this week we're going to be talking about Mercedes. Uh, we're going to do their season review. Um, just a footnote: Jamie Chadwick to continue with Williams Driver Academy in 2023. I think it's a good move. Um, you know, women driving these cars. I, I don't see why it's such an issue. But at the end of the day, if you're good enough to jump in and put a decent lap time in give them a crack, see what happens, you, you just never know, um, to me, the W Series belittles the whole equal rights type thing, I, I, you know, I don't get it, um, but anyway, that's a different discussion for a different day, Mercedes-Benz, now, this was the closest battle between two teammates all season, between George Russell and First full season in Mercedes. Obviously, we know he had the he had a spell um, in Bahrain before, but this was his first full season to really grab hold of the team, make a statement. And George definitely made a statement last season. Um, up against Lewis Hamilton, seven-time world champion, and like I say, the battle was so close it was insane. Um, it was. It was a tough start for Mercedes, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but Mercedes didn't come to the 2022 season with a no side pods. And I'm doing air quotes there. 
um, and no side pods car. Um, the original car had side pods, and I, I was sitting thinking about it before I come to record, and I'm, I'm like, I definitely remember that the car had side pods in Barcelona. I'm, I'm 100% sure it did. So obviously I had to go have a look, and sure enough, I, I found the pictures of the, of the car. Um, it definitely had side pods. Uh, they were very squarish. I'm not going to see it was sleek or anything like that but i found some pictures from barcelona um the car definitely had the side pods and funny enough i found another picture of the williams showing that the williams was the car at the time that had that really sleek sort of design of of no side pods um which obviously they ended up flipping around where mercedes went no side pods and um williams ended up with more Red Bull-esque sort of aero design by the end of the season. I'm I'm still looking at them side pods on the Ferrari. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, definitely a weird one. Definitely, it, it, to be basically going into into the first test with something that, to me, you're not going to be using shows that Mercedes were the team that were pushing so hard to the end of the season, 2021, um, with the battle that was going on with Red Bull. Um, and it seems that Red Bull have been able to just say to Adrian and the team and that, look, you crack on with that. We're going to continue with this on-race ba uh, battle with Mercedes for 2021. We'll see where we are at the end of the winter. Um definitely definitely a weird one because you would think Mercedes with a you know with such the dominating team that they've been for the past sort of eight years they would they would be the team that was on top but no by the looks of it they went into the first test sort of not completely ready had to sort of patch together a car just to get on track and then they turned up with you know the second test with this no side pods design now between lewis and george obviously like I say um of the top three teams it, it was a very very close battle um and i think george needs a lot of credit here um you know showing his ability showing that he can actually get up there the one thing you want is a, is a top three team is a car oh i've got a quite a big spike there sorry um is a car that is good but you need drivers who can back each other up so if something was to happen to lewis george is in a good place if george goes or, or something then lewis is in the good place and obviously we've seen that with you know perez and max that wasn't the case this season it was quite a, a big gap Lewis and George really seem to push each other this season. Um, now, Lewis did out-qualify George 39 for the season. Um, but George got his own back in the races with a 12-10. And both of them were very, very close with podiums. Uh, Lewis 9, George 8. Um, but, you know, quite a, quite a battle f between them. And... I think it was um, it was a good move by Mercedes to obviously finally move Valtteri on, bring George in. I know George would be 
sort of looking at last season as is quite disappointing for for what Mercedes are for for how they've you, you know they fell off that top step. Um, but you can't take anything away from the hard work that the team clearly put in. You know, at the beginning of the season, the Porbison was horrific to the point that the drivers were literally crawling out of the car. You know, we've, we've seen them pictures of Lewis sitting there on the halo, you know, grabbing hold of his back. George struggling to get out of his car um, because the Porbison was just so bad on the Mercedes. Because you, you're trying to run the car so low to the ground, which Mercedes have always done, you know, the Red Bull sits, we've seen that Red Bull so high at the back end, um, and and then the air obviously pushes the car to the ground, and Mercedes have always run a very low car to the ground, and when you can't test for that in the wind tunnel, when they've actually gotten it to track, they've, they've found that the, the uh, air is, is bouncing the car along, along the floor, which obviously you lose you lose so much time because you can't obviously see your breaking points, you can't commit to a corner, um, you know these high speed corners you're losing so much time there. <coughs> so the beginning of the season was really hard for Mercedes, um, but to me, if if I'm sort of working in that team. When you look at how bad the season was, or not how bad it was, sorry, but compared to other seasons, when you look at the disaster of a start that Mercedes had with the Porpson, now every team had Porpson, I'm going to sit here and just say it was just them, um, but Mercedes really, really struggled. I think when you look back and see just how close they were to finishing second place in the Constructors' Championship. I don't know if that's sort of... We should be praising Mercedes for just how good of a job they've done or whether, you know, we're going to this sort of standpoint again of just saying how bad it was for Ferrari. Um, but either way, you know, there's a lot of people work at the factories, there's a lot of people working the logistics... When you put them together and you just see this sort of massive push for, for that, just to try and grab every point available, um, I think, you know, they've got to be sort of positives. Now, I don't know if you've watched it, um, but Mercedes like to do this sort of video thing on YouTube. It's like a debrief. And it was basically total... And a couple of the engineers, and they're talking about how they've got the feeling they've they've getting hold of the problem for 2022 and moving it to 2023. They know what they're going to do. Um, to me, I I don't think they have. I I don't think they're anywhere near. Um, what they say they are, um, and the reason being, like I said, if you go to Bahrain, for example, um, and we'll go to qualifying. Obviously, Charles Leclerc in Q3 was a 130.558. Um, the closest Mercedes was Lewis in fifth um, with a 131.2. So you're looking at like nearly a second just on the sort of Ferrari um, 
and and nearly a second on Max, who was in second for for uh, Bahrain. Um, which you know you're thinking, oh well, they have the issues, they've got the pops, and I I totally get that. So let's skip down the races a bit, and let's get down to the last race of the season in Abu Dhabi. Now, Mercedes had a fantastic result in Brazil. Um, they won the sprint, and you know they finished first and second in Brazil, um, which was incredible for them. Um, it was, uh, you know, a, a really good result. Um, but Lewis still finished a second and a half behind George in that race. But once once again, go to Abu Dhabi, go to qualifying. Um, Max Verstappen with a 123.8. Uh, the closest Mercedes again was Lewis in fifth. And he had a 124.5. So, you know, they're saying that, they're saying that they've got on top of this. Um, but that gap is still there. Oh, I've got another spike and I do apologise about that. The gap's still there. So, to me, um, I sort of wonder, you know, is it, have they actually got on top of the timing? Now, we know that they've said that they've figured out the purpose and, and moving forward, that's going to be able to help them. Um, but I just think, I don't, um, I don't see how they've made this huge. I mean, obviously there, Max Verstappen. We'll just look at Mexico for example. Max Verstappen a one seventeen point seven, uh, George Russell a one eighteen. So you know, not not a bigger gap there. Uh, admittedly, three tenths, but that's still massive in 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 terms of Formula One to me that's huge and I remember as a kid you're watching you know people say that Formula 1 now was insane but like some of the gaps um, in Formula 1 years and years ago were absolutely you know you're talking like crazy times crazy um, just go back to sort of 1998 let it, we'll just go to Australia for example uh, qualifying in 1998 um, you know that the McLarens are on f on the f front row. Um, I couldn't have picked a better year, really. <laughs> McLaren McLarens on the front row with a one thirty zero, um, and you know Schumacher's in Ferrari. He's seven tenths behind. Uh, that was in the qualifying for for Australia. So the, the, the gaps have have come down, and, and I get that, but I think. You know, going forward, I still believe there's a lot of work for for um, obviously for uh, for Mercedes going forward. It's not so much a case of you know, it's a simple fix. I think they've they've literally got a lot of hard work to do. Personally, Toto's come out and said that. The engineers are saying to them, "Are oh, the um the 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 cars completely different?" And Toto's then said, "But it looks the same as last year. I don't think that car's going to look anything like it did this year uh, in 2022. I, I I would be very surprised if they go down the same route. 
Um, I think that there has to be massive changes to that car to get close because, like I say, regardless if Mercedes got on top of what they said they were going to get on top of, that Red Bull is unbelievable. And moving forward, they're only going to get it better and better. Um, now, if that's a case of having to, you know, risk the engine a bit more and turn that up, you know, I think the Mercedes power unit was the most reliable um, out of the top three. Um, and at the beginning of the season, we know that Red Bull did have a couple of issues, which led to Charles Leclerc being in front. But, um, yeah, I think... I think they've got a lot of work to do, um, and it's good. I, th I think it's nice to see a mix-up, personally. As much as I'm a Lewis Hamilton fan, I think he's a fantastic driver. It's still good to see that, you know, that um, the team have to work hard, that you have to put the effort in, um, and it's fair play to, to Red Bull for, for having the success that they did this season. Obviously, we'll be talking about that in a couple of weeks' time leading up to the the new season which is going to be amazing I, I genuinely can't wait obviously it's been announced with drive to survive when that's um that's going to be on our screens i really hope with drive to survive they've gone back to the sort of season one season two mentality and they've ditched that season four season four was horrific um so hopefully they've gone back to you know back to a bit of basics um, but yeah I mean I've seen an interview with Charles and obviously I'll talk a little bit more about it for them next week Ferrari he's basically said that from Spa they knew it was over I would have said that before then you could have easily have said that Red Bull had this tied up um, Mercedes never seemed to get to the point where they were pushing on but there was an interesting fact that apparently lewis um was the most scored the most points from canada onwards throughout the season um the only driver other to do that was obviously max um but after canada lewis scored the most points of any driver um, which shows that you know lewis um has has his moments but literally just can do the job when he needs to but successful season not at all uh, Lewis is discussing a new contract I think it's from what I've read it's a two year deal it's around about 62 million euros per season um, there was a tweet released that he was going to have uh, basically it, it was like 75 million euros and then it was going to be like a, a tie up with Manchester United because obviously Sir Jim Ratcliffe who owns Ineos um, who pays a massive sponsorship to Mercedes part, part owns the Mercedes group actually now the Mercedes Formula 1 team um, he was going to be buying Manchester United Lewis was going to have sort of some rights in that then he was going to be an ambassador for Mercedes after he retires for 10 years at 20 odd million pound a year. Like, he's got a lot of his fingers in pies, has Lewis, with his designer fashion and, 
his music and you know moving forward his businesses his extreme racing and things like that I mean it's just never ending for the guy but it gets us onto this sort of like cost cap thing now to me I get the cost cap but how can you like say right you're going to have a cost cap but your drivers can earn absolutely crazy insane money per season because of sponsorship because of the I mean it's a bit like if you follow football you'll know about the Premier League the way any football team the financial fair play rules you can't just go out and buy and buy and buy like sort of Chelsea Man City did all them years ago now you have to basically have a set cap that has to be brought in by sort of what money you bring in via TV rates, via sponsorships, obviously your kit deals, any name stadium naming rights that you have and things like that. That helps you sort of bypass the financial fair play rules. And I think that's what they're doing here. And I don't like it. I don't like the fact that, don't get us wrong, I think these drivers deserve a lot of money for what they do you know the, the the way they drive these cars and getting into these machines and stuff but like 62 million quid like that's a lot of money man that's a lot of money i, th- I think personally th- there maybe should be a cap um i know obviously max has just signed a huge new deal which i've no doubt is going to be sort of discussed at length um if Lewis does sign the 62 million, because I think Max signed 60. Crazy, crazy money. Um, I, I think there has to be some sort of ceiling at some point. But, you know, fair play to the drivers, fair play to Max, fair play to Lewis. Um, obviously, you know, even Danny Rick, who had a huge contract at, at McLaren. You know, their careers don't last forever. They need to secure themselves you know, as wealthy people after that, um, you know, if the opportunity was there and my boss came to me and said, oh, you know, next year I'm going to give you a pay rise, nay bother, just put the money in my bank, mate, you know. So you can't blame the drivers, but I think it might be something that in the future we have to look at going forward because when when does it stop where where's the ceiling and and, and that's the same in, in football i am a football fan and I, and i do believe that that's going through the you know look at the deal that ronaldo signed um in saudi arabia it, it's astronomical money it's crazy um but yeah anyway that's a different discussion back to mercedes benz clearly didn't prepare right clearly didn't have everything in place for the 2022 season like I say if you go back by all means uh, follow the link um i'll try and stick the website on the facebook page actually i'll get that done after i've recorded this um where you can go and have a look and you'll see the mercedes with side pods um not full-on as in like sort of ferrari style pods but there's definitely a bigger gap there at the front of the car there's definitely the square sort of looking, um, you know, hole, which allows the air to get through to the radiators and stuff. And on that same website, if you have a look at the Williams, sorry, you'll see the Williams has this very sleek 
sort of design which ultimately ends up being what the Mercedes sort of looks like. So we're, Miss, we're Williams doing a bit of in-house testing for Mercedes in the first test. You never know. You never know. But if you if you look at them pictures, you would definitely think it was something like that. Um, because that Williams is very, very bored. The, sort of the front um, gap there. It's very... Williams have got like a cut. I'm just having a quick look at it there, right? Because you can actually see the front nose going there through this gap. So they've got, obviously... A no sort of AirPod style at the front, very sleek on the on the engine package there. Um, but they've got like a gap at the top of the AirPod. At the at the we'll say the air vent. So they've got the air vent, but then above it they've got another gap which sort of has the air coming across the top of the bodywork and pushing it down onto the floor. Um, so that's quite interesting actually. But yeah, so they're the ones that look like the ones with no side pods. But definitely on the Mercedes, you can see. I mean, even at the back of that side pod, you can see the whole back end of that car is completely different by Bahrain, which is just crazy. I don't know if there's any more. Obviously, Alfa Romeo turning up with their camouflage um, livery, which was pretty terrible to be fair i don't think it works as these high definition cameras and things like that you can pretty much pick out every every part of um of the of the car anyway but yeah so it's very interesting look i mean it's not the best looking car the w13 is it it doesn't doesn't really shout off the paper to me but yeah, I mean, that's the podcast for this week. That's that is the checkered flag. Thanks for joining us. Um, bit of a rant on, really. It was a, I would say it was a decent season. It wasn't a, an amazing season for Mercedes. Um, you know, to finish third, I think if you take any any sort of positives from the season, you look at just how close you were to finishing second for for that for that. Um. You know, just unbelievable that they, they got within so many points. Ferrari 554 for the season and Mercedes 515. So if you take any positives from 2022 is that you were really close. And that gap from third to fourth is massive and that needs to change as well. If, if I'm Alpine, if I'm McLaren, if I'm Aston Martin, you know, that's something you need to be. Even if you can bridge yourself into that gap between Mercedes, sort of after Mercedes or after them three, but it's a bit closer. That's a huge success. Um, but we need to do something about them gaps there. But other than that, like I say, that's the checkered flag. Um, thanks for listening. Stay safe, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>